Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. Hey guys, and welcome to another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pagnotta, with you guys as always. And today, we are going behind enemy lines. We are heading over to the South Carolina sideline to take a look at the South Carolina Gamecock team that the Tar Heels will face tomorrow afternoon in Bank of America Stadium. And to do that, I got a chance to sit down with one of my friends and colleagues, someone that I got to work closely with around the local area here in Union County, North Carolina. Here's my sit down with Kendall Smith of Camecock Central. We are now joined by uh, someone that I am glad to call my friend. She is a great colleague as well in the college football world. She works for Gamecock Central, the rival site for the South Carolina Gamecocks. It is Kendall Smith. And Kendall, uh, how's it going? You just got through the holidays. Uh, How how was that with your family as uh, you now get prepared for this uh, Dukes Bay Bowl matchup? Well, hi, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm doing great. I hope you're doing well, too. The holidays were crazy like usual. We had a great Christmas Eve, a great Christmas Day. I hope everybody listening did as well. And then, of course, the day after Christmas, right back to work with bowl prep as the bowl is this Thursday. So a good holiday season, not much downtime, but that's kind of the way I like it. I like to be busy and working all the time, and I'm really excited for this Duke's Mayo Bowl coming up. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic one, and 
you know, for South Carolina, there's going to be some faces that, you know, were big contributors so far this year that are not going to be there because they did declare uh, for the NFL draft. So, you know, what can you tell us about uh, J.J. Ingabarie, um, as well as Zaquandre uh, White, excuse me, when it comes to their statuses uh, for this game? Uh, I, I think Ingabarie has already said that he's out, but what about White? Yes, so Zaquandre will not be playing in the game. He has not been at practice in Charlotte, North Carolina, prepping for the bowl game. He wasn't at practice in Columbia prior to the team leaving for Charlotte, so he will not be playing. He's fully focused on the NFL draft, which is a really tough loss for South Carolina. He averaged 6.6 yards per carry. He was the top rusher on South Carolina's team during the regular season, so that's a really, really tough loss. South Carolina's run game and their offense as a whole. I mean, luckily, South Carolina has a couple of other running backs who are really good as well, so we can talk about them a little bit later, but we won't be seeing Z White out there. We also will not be seeing J.J. Anikbari, that name you just mentioned. He is also declared for the NFL draft. He's a fantastic edge rusher, one of the highest rated, I think, in college football, so a huge loss for South Carolina's defense and their DBs. And then another name that actually you didn't mention who won't be playing in the bowl game, that's Jason Brown. He was South Carolina's starting quarterback for about the last third or so of the season. He was a transfer, actually, from St. Francis up in Pennsylvania. And he didn't start at the beginning of the season. Zeb Noland actually got the start, as everybody knows, probably that crazy graduate assistant to starting quarterback story. Jason was the backup, and then throughout the season, he kind of worked his way up to that starting spot. And he actually announced a couple of days after the Spencer Rattler news that Spencer Rattler would be coming to South Carolina next year, that he was going to enter the portal. So he's in the transfer portal right now. So you will not be seeing Jason Brown either, who was the starting quarterback for South Carolina's games against Florida, Auburn, Texas A&M, and Clemson. So a couple of big-time names lost for South Carolina in this bowl game. But luckily, I think there are a few people that can step up in those positions for the Gamecocks and hopefully bring some of that same energy and same play that those players did. So at quarterback, is does that mean now it's it's Zeb Nolan and, and that's it? Or are they going to try to get a look at maybe some – I know they have a true freshman on the roster as well that they could potentially get a look at, or are they just riding the graduate assistant out here? They're riding the graduate assistant at starting quarterback for the start of this game. So Zeb trying to finish off, I guess, what we would call or what we've joked about being his Disney movie season. Like I said, going from a GA, he played at Iowa State in North Dakota State prior to coming to South Carolina. And then he became a GA at South Carolina this year. And then Luke Doty, South Carolina's original starting quarterback, got hurt. We were a little thin on the quarterback depth chart. So Shane Beamer was like, you're putting your pads on, you're done being GA, and now you're going to be a quarterback. So Zeb Noland will be the starter for South Carolina. And then Colton Gauthier is that true freshman that you mentioned. Depending on how the game goes, he might get a couple of snaps. He hasn't really seen the field all season. In fact, I don't think he's seen it since South Carolina's first game of the season against Eastern Illinois. So he's one of those players that we may see, depending on how the game goes, he's the backup for the game. So if something were to happen to Zeb, then Colton would come in. But as of right now, Zeb, the starter, trying to finish out, like I said, this Disney movie season that he's had. 
Yeah, well, I am excited to see that movie whenever it eventually comes out. <laughs> it has been uh, some ride for Zeb Nolan. But look, he's hoping that he can lean on his running game a little bit. The issue is is that so far this season, there hasn't really been that consistent back in the backfield outside of Zaquandre White, who won't play in this game. So now you're leaning on Kevin Harris, who's shown that he can do it before, but so far this season is only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. And then you've also got Marshawn Lloyd back there. What do you think's been the biggest reason why South Carolina has kind of struggled to run the football outside of White this season? It's definitely been the offensive line, Anthony. The O-line has struggled all season long, and it has been a top-tier issue in terms of what South Carolina has struggled with all season long. And that affects the run game, obviously, when you don't have an offensive line that's able to create gaps for your running backs. That just hasn't been the case this season for South Carolina. So that's the issue with the running backs, and it really boils down to that because when you look at the talent you have on South Carolina's team from a running back standpoint, there shouldn't be this big of an issue. And then you think, okay, well, if there is this big of an issue, it obviously has to fall on the offensive line. It's been something that Shane Beamer has talked about all season long as well. Kevin Harris was one of the leading rushers in the SEC last year, had an absolutely fantastic year. And this year, we're just not seeing that with him. He did have a minor procedure over the summer, so he's dealt with a couple of health issues. You also mentioned Marshawn Lloyd there. Actually, yesterday, so it's currently Tuesday today, yesterday on Monday, I was at South Carolina's practice, and Marshawn was not dressed out for practice. So I don't have any official word on what that means. I don't know if that means he's not going to be playing, if he's day-to-day. I have no idea, but he wasn't dressed out yesterday at practice. So I don't know what the status is with him, but South Carolina also has another running back, really, really young, true freshman. His name is Juju McDowell, but he is a spark plug. I mean, he has a ton of energy. So don't be surprised if you see him. He's one of those scrappy players that fight for extra yardage. And I wouldn't be surprised if Shane Beamer gave Juju McDowell a good amount of playing time in the Sukes Mayo Bowl, especially with Z White out and then Kevin Harris having struggled throughout the season. Definitely a name that we'll have to keep an eye on heading into this one. Uh, some other big names on the defensive side of the football, the Tar Heels will have to keep an eye on. And it really, it's it's the guys up front. You know, e- Even though you lose the extremely productive pass rusher that we talked about earlier, you've still got some guys up there that I think you know a lot of people in the SEC have grown to know. And Tar Heel fans, I think, could become very familiar with, especially you were talking about how the struggles of the South Carolina offensive line of sort of held them back this season it's the same on on this side of things with North Carolina the offensive line has really let this team down that was supposed to be one of the strengths strengths of this group with everything that was returning so this defensive line what is what what are these group of offensive linemen for the Tar Heels getting ready to face in this game on Thursday well South Carolina's defense is certainly their strong suit and I think anyone who's watched South Carolina throughout the season would know that. The D-line has been pretty consistent throughout the entire season. South Carolina's DBs have also been really, really good. And a name on the defense that I think all Tar Heel fans need to know 
is Jalen Foster, and he's kind of turned into a national name on the college football scene throughout the season. He leads the NCAA in interceptions, and an interesting thing about him is he actually started his career, Anthony, as a walk-on at South Carolina. Now he leads the nation in interceptions, so he's a great name on the defense. Cam Smith, cornerback, also another one of those names that I think Tar Heel fans should know heading into this, but South Carolina's defense has been kind of the steady aspect of their game throughout the entire season. Same thing goes for their defensive line. Zach Pickens, a name that Tar Heel fans might want to know, too. So South Carolina's defense, like I said, has been the consistent aspect of their play. Now, I know, obviously, UNC has a very good offense led by Sam Howell, so they definitely are in for a challenge this Thursday. But I think if Gamecock fans can go into this game being confident in anything, it can be the fact that the defense led by defensive coordinator Clayton White should be pretty well prepared because they've shown that pretty much throughout the entire season with the exception of a couple of games that didn't necessarily go South Carolina's way, but they've been pretty steady, like I said, throughout the season. Well, one thing that I think you won't have to question either is the fact that this game, you know, probably on the surface means a little bit more to South Carolina than it does to the Tar Heels. But, you know, the Tar Heels are still trying to avoid a losing season and a winless season away from Chapel Hill. What's the motivation that you've noticed, you know, being out of practice and everything like that? Is is this something that South Carolina players are excited about that they want, you know, are, are, are looking at as a great way to finish off this season? What is the, you know, energy level? around the team as they get ready to head towards Thursday. Yeah, I love that you asked that question because yesterday myself and some of my colleagues were actually talking about it. South Carolina was in the 2018 Belk Bowl and they played Virginia and they absolutely got stomped. And I wasn't really around on the beat covering South Carolina at that time. I was still in high school. I actually did go to the game and I watched the game and it was really, really bad for South Carolina But at the time, some of my colleagues who were on the beat were like, South Carolina just didn't even want to be there. Like, you could tell from the second that they ran out of the tunnel at Bank of America Stadium for that Virginia game in 2018. They were like, this is not worth it. I don't want to be here. Like, their body language just showed everything. And that's why they ultimately lost. I mean, they played horribly and they shouldn't want to be there. But yesterday at practice, the colleagues who worked that game kind of noticed. They were like, this team, this 2021 team led by Shane Beamer, is a lot more excited to be here. And I noticed that at practice yesterday as well. The energy was super, super good. I think South Carolina has something to prove. They haven't been in a bowl game in a couple of years. Like you said, it's really close to Columbia, very close to Chapel Hill as well. So it's a battle between the states, a battle between the Carolinas. And I think South Carolina has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because people say, oh, the real Carolina is UNC or, you know, the real USC is Southern California or whatever it is. And and South Carolina is trying to prove we are one of these teams that needs to be taken seriously on the college football scene. We now have a head coach in Shane Beamer who's super excited. I mean, just covering this team all season long, I don't know how they wouldn't be excited for this game because they were projected to win like three games at the start of the season. So the fact that South Carolina is even in a bowl game is a shock to so many people. But Shane Beamer is one of those coaches. He's not going to let the team feel all sorry for themselves because they're in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Like to South Carolina, this is a big deal for them this year. So the team, in my opinion, is super stoked. They're very excited to get out there. And I think that energy is really, really good for them because they didn't have that a couple of years ago in Bank of America Stadium. And they've had kind of a tough history the past few years at B of A, getting their 
first loss of the season in 2019 against UNC, losing to Virginia. So they definitely need that chip on their shoulder and that spark, and I think that they have it. So that's good news for Gamecock fans. That 2018 effort, I think, is what Tar Heel fans are hoping that they can avoid in this game after, of course, they started the season preseason top 10. Uh, if there's one guy that can rally the troops, it's Sam Howell. And, and you know that just about as good as anybody. <laughs> this is an interesting slant on this game for you because, you know, you were in high school at the same time that he was. You were in the same graduating class as him. And although he went to Sun Valley and you went to Weddington, uh, you guys had a pretty close relationship. So, you know, how cool is it for you to be able to see his career potentially come full circle in this matchup, uh, granted against a team that you have to cover on the other sideline? Well, I think it's so awesome. And Sam is one of those guys, I don't know how many people realize this. I'm sure a lot of UNC fans probably already know, but he's just really, really humble. And it's so cool because we all know that Sam is one of the best college football quarterbacks most likely he's going to be in the 2022 NFL draft. And he's just one of those guys that will treat you like a normal person. Like Sam and I have known each other for a long time, probably close to seven or eight years now. And he's never going to be the type of person to big guy me. Like he's not going to see me at the game and be like, who is that? Like, I have no idea who you are. Like he'll come up and be like, oh my gosh, Kendall, it's great to see you. He is such a good person. So it's really, really cool to be able to watch him do so well. I'm super proud of him. I saw he just posted on Instagram yesterday that he graduated in three years, which is so, so great. So it's really awesome to be able to watch Sam do well. Obviously I cover South Carolina, but we've got to try to remain as neutral as possible as reporters right covering these teams so I'm going into the game not picking one team or the other just there to report but getting to see Sam and and also other high school friends like Will Shipley I also went to high school with and he plays for Clemson and South Carolina as we all know played Clemson during rivalry week in the last game of the season and seeing him was super cool too so Union County North Carolina and I have said this now for years is a hot spot when it comes to football talent. I don't know how many people necessarily realize that, especially college coaches. Obviously, Sam at UNC, Will Shipley at Clemson. There are other names that are at big-time schools out there that come from Union County. Austin Kendall, one of those names as well. He played at Oklahoma and then West Virginia. So Union County is a great spot for high school football. They have very talented players that are very projectable from a college football standpoint. But Sam, one of the greatest ever to come out of Union County, maybe the greatest, and I'm just super proud of him, and I'm excited to watch him and what's probably going to be his last game for UNC. And it's even cooler to see it come full circle because my first game ever reporting on South Carolina was that UNC South Carolina Belt College kickoff in 2019. And that was his first game ever playing and starting at quarterback at the college football level. So to finish out his career there, I think is also really, really neat. So I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. Uh, Union County, as you mentioned, producing a lot of talent. Gavin Blackwell, of course, on the Tar Heel roster as well. And we can't forget about the man with the mullet that pisses Teal, Grayson McCall. <laughs> he is uh, he is coming back as well. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see all these guys in Union County thriving. And that'll be really cool for Sam uh, to be able to close out his career there. I wanted to ask you a couple of things here at the end. I saw yesterday that you got to go out and experience the Richard Petty driving experience with all the players and everything like that, and you did post, uh, uh, I don't remember if it was a video or a photo of you uh, inside of one of the cars, so what was that experience like, being able to go out there and take part in that with the team? 
So I couldn't post the entire video of me in the car because I think I said some words that should not be shared on social media. I would do the same. I would do the same. (laughs) It was so crazy, Anthony. Like, I am kind of a daredevil. I like roller coasters. I like the whole experience of, like, going fast. It's really fun for me. But I get in this car, and I have on the helmet, and, like, it is a legitimate NASCAR And when you go, they gun it right off the bat, and they take you as close to the wall as they possibly can on the turns. And then, as we all know, the turns are, like, inclined. So I felt like I was about to flip over in the car. I was screaming. I videoed myself the entire time because I was doing a behind-the-scenes look for Gamecock Central, so the whole entire day. I was videoing, and I could only post, like, six seconds of the video, actually, because I just was freaking out the entire time. But it was so cool. We were going like 170 miles per hour. The players loved it. I was dying. The players were like screaming. Shane Beamer was in the car and he was just sitting there. He was like, oh, like this isn't that big of a deal. Like, but we had some of our other coaches that were just losing their minds. So it was really funny to see the difference between people like absolutely going crazy, like being scared in these cars that are going so fast on the racetrack. And then people like Coach Beamer who were like, oh, this is just like another day, another thing that I'm doing. And he's just sitting there so peacefully in the car. So it was really fun. I know the players loved it as well. I've never done anything like it. I would definitely do it again. But my heart was racing. Like I just finished a workout and my heart didn't even get nearly to the level it was yesterday when I was in that NASCAR. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I I think the best we're seeing some of these big offensive linemen, these huge dudes come out of these cars just freaking out. Like it was the craziest thing that they've ever been through. That is so awesome. Uh, Hopefully one day I'll be able to go through that Richard Petty driving experience as well. I definitely want to give that a shot. Um, Although you are telling me I may need to bring a new pair of underwear so thank you very much for that um what, the last thing i wanted to ask you i saw this over the weekend you brought a jar of duke's mayo to your grandfather and he had absolutely no idea what was going on how, how did why did you decide to do that and what what did was his reaction when you handed him this random jar of duke's mayonnaise so i was just sitting at a restaurant like a few days before Christmas, and I just had this epiphany because I knew that we had gotten my grandfather tickets to go to the Duke's Mayo Bowl because he's never been to a South Carolina game. and He's never been to a college football game that I've reported at. So we're like, oh, he's in town for Christmas. We actually lost my grandmother earlier in the year, so this is his first Christmas without her, and we wanted to do something to make it really special for him. So we got him tickets to the game, but I didn't just want to give him the tickets. I felt like that was anticlimactic. It's like, oh, like you're going to the game. So I thought, I was like, you know, I'm going to give him a jar of mayo. It just came to my mind. I have no idea how, and it's going to be Duke's mayo, and If anyone knows my grandpa, like if any of my family is listening, they will totally understand. Like he just doesn't put two and two together when it comes to that stuff. Like he would open it and just be like, why did you get me a jar of mayo? Like he knows that South Carolina is playing in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. He knows I'm reporting at it. But as soon as I gave him the mayo, we were exactly right. He was like, oh, wow, like, thanks. You got me some mayo. It was like the <laughs> the avocado vine, you know, the girl where she's like, oh, it's an avocado. He's like, oh, it's, it's mayo. Like, And I said, oh, yeah, well, I know you like to make sandwiches. And I actually got a discount because I'm reporting at the Duke's Mayo Bowl. And so he was like, okay. So he, like, put it down. He was like, thank you. And I was like, actually, like, 
I wanted to tell you, like, I'm totally kidding. You're going to the Duke's Mayo Bowl with my brother and my dad, and you get to watch me report, and you get to watch South Carolina play for the first time ever. Because, like, he's always wanted to go to Williams-Brice Stadium. He hasn't been able to go yet, but this is his first time watching South Carolina. And he was so excited. He literally cannot wait. He got a couple of South Carolina shirts and some gear, so he'll have the full Gamecock get up when he gets to the game. But... Yeah, it was just kind of an idea that came to my head. It was definitely my favorite gift that I was able to give all Christmas. And he is so excited for the game on Thursday. So I don't know if I'll actually be able to see him because I have to get there super, super early. But I'm hoping that my brother and dad take a lot of pictures and show me. Well, that is awesome. That is great to hear. And uh, your family is always so fun. I remember hanging out with them whenever uh, I would cover some games down there in Union County and everything. So, yeah, I bet that's going to be a tremendous experience uh, for everybody to be able to go out there and see you on the sideline. You'll be reporting for Gamecock Central the rival site for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, make sure you guys follow her on social media at Kendall, or excuse me, at Smith Kendall underscore uh, for all her coverage of the South Carolina Gamecocks. Hey, thanks for stopping by with us, Kendall. Uh, really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll see you out there. You'll be on the sidelines. Uh, I am planning on going to the game. Now, it's going to be probably a long walk from where my seats are going to be, but I will try to make it a point to come down and say hi to you if I'm at the game. Well, let me know where you are in the stadium, and maybe I can come by and say hello. But I really appreciate you having me on, Anthony. You're doing such a great job. I remember from back in the day when we were at Union County, like you said, it's so crazy to see how things have transformed into what they are now. But you're doing a great job, and I really, really enjoy following you. And everyone who's listening, thank you so much for listening. Can't wait for the game on Thursday. It's going to be awesome, and I just hope that it's a really good game, and I really, really hope it doesn't get canceled. I'm not trying to speak that into existence, but let's just hope the game goes on as planned. That's right. That's right. We're getting close. It looks like everybody's kind of good with the, all, all the stuff so far, mm-hmm. so we're really hopeful that we'll be able to get that game in, but yeah, uh, enjoy that uh, time down there on the sidelines, and uh, we'll talk to you again sometime soon. We do have another matchup between these two teams, believe it or not, uh, in about a year and a half, in 2023, so uh Thank you so much. Uh, We'll talk to you, Kendall, okay? Thanks, Anthony. So we want to thank Kendall for stopping by with us. Make sure that uh, if you have any family members that are Gamecocks fans, you know, any of your friends that are Gamecock fans, tell them to head over to Gamecock Central. Check out all the great work that Kendall and all the others are doing over there. Uh, And we greatly appreciate her stopping by with us. Even though now the attention turns to South Carolina, turns to this game, the Tar Heels looking for a big win as they try to avoid that winless season away from Chapel Hill and try to avoid a losing season in a year where Carolina came in with some of the biggest expectations in program history. We're going to have you covered. we got a preview on the website for you guys now. The article is up there. Make sure you guys go and check that out. We've also got our preview of the game where we go in depth, give you some keys to the game, Uh, as well as uh, our official predictions for the game. Me and Josh did that on the last edition of the podcast, so make sure that you go and check that out as well. And tons of other really great stuff on the website. The Tar Heels have been doing some work in the transfer portal early on. Go back, read the articles about Noah Taylor, who Carolina landed this week, and Corey Gaynor as well. Uh, We have that article up on the website. Also, check out all the recruiting stuff that we got going on. Signing day, uh, a little over two weeks from... uh, 
away now, but you can still go back and check out all of that great stuff that's right there on the website at HeelToughBlog.com. Also, make sure you check out the basketball content while you're there. The basketball team currently postponed due to uh, a COVID outbreak with Virginia Tech. Josh has an article up about that, so make sure that you guys go and check that out. He's also going to have you covered here over the next couple of days as Boston College, the Tar Heels uh, scheduled opponent for Saturday, is dealing with a COVID outbreak as well. So he's going to walk you through all of that. And the next time that Carolina does play, he'll have a preview, he'll have a recap. All that stuff will be up there on the website for you. Make sure you check out the podcast, both the Heel Tough Blog podcast and the Four Corners podcast on the basketball side of things. You can check them all out. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, all those great spots. And when you are on those websites, make sure that you subscribe. You can also check them out on the website. Uh, We have tabs at the top of the page for those, but unfortunately on the website you are not able to subscribe so if you wanted to go straight into your podcast library and get notifications when the next episode comes out make sure that you are subscribed to it on one of those major websites also make sure you check out the facebook page that's where we have the waveform editions of the podcast again we were wanting to do some on camera the preview of the bowl game was supposed to be on camera but unfortunately due to a covid outbreak uh at the or, or, or the other studio that we use we were not able to go up there and use that studio this week we don't know if we'll be able to use that one to recap we don't know if we'll be able to use it for final grade So more than likely, unfortunately, we are probably going to have to do the rest of the season just audio-wise, and you know it's just part of it. It's what we're dealing with right now, so we appreciate you guys being with us through all that. But you can check all of those out, the Waveform Editions, on the Facebook page. We also have those audio editions of the podcast up there, as well as the articles. You can check those all out in one central location. If you like that Facebook page, it'll also bring it up right on your timeline, so those of you that are maybe finding us in those Facebook groups don't have to worry about tracking it down in those groups. It'll be right there on your timeline, ready for you whenever you need it. And make sure you check out the Facebook, or the excuse me, the Twitter page, at Heel Tough Blog on Twitter uh, for the official page, and then for our personal pages, at HTB Anthony for me, at HTB Josh for Josh, and at Hack Zubber 2 for our recruiting and transfer portal guy, Zach Hubbard. So that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. Want to thank Kendall for stopping by with us. Want to thank you guys for watching and listening. And as always, go Tar Heels. <laughs>